we're going to have a quick chat now with Tim Shand from Punt Road. Good morning to you, Tim. Hello, Simon. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Thank you. Um, uh, we were just having a chat with uh, with a mate of yours, Cam McKenzie. Um, oh. So, uh, but remembering back to uh, to that great fun day we had um, doing the outside broadcast up at Hillsville. It was good fun. Yeah, that was good fun. Twenty four years ago when we did that. <laughs> it does seem like that, doesn't it? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so, how's everything with you? You know, you're obviously uh, able to go to work and make some wine, and particularly the Gamay that I'm a real fan of. Um, so, things are going all right? Yes. No, we, we really have no cause for complaint out here. I, I, I'm well aware a lot of your listeners would be, with their 5K radius, pretty keen to see some hills and some forests and some vineyards. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly not going to complain this morning about our, our situation. We are actually in the in the metro zone here because of our friends in Lilydale being part of our yeah. our area. So Coldstream Hills will all fall inside Metro Melbourne. But um, no, we, we have a couple of nice national parks within 5Ks and obviously work um, is, is not the most uh, onerous place to come. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not complaining. I will not complain. No. That's, uh, so um, when we uh, when we can come and visit, it's a, it's a cool cellar door you've got there. So um, yeah, we've actually we've we've made the most of the of the break. We we when we had that small window um, to reopen, a lot of people had to reimagine what their cellar doors were. And uh, your, your listeners would be sort of familiar that your average cellar door in Australia is a, a sort of a, a, a big bar that everyone kind of sidles up to and, and has a taste. And obviously that that bottle's not going to work. And and to be honest, a lot of us have always been a bit um, skeptical about that model because it kind of encourages. Well, been drinking potentially, but uh, it certainly it it doesn't lead to a good focus and and the, and the chance to really you know relax. Um, I think the customers can also find it quite um, uh, sort of confronting yeah. um, in that they're kind of looking at the server and you know what did you think of this, what did you think of that, and so we we sort of embrace that the. The, the opportunity, I suppose, to, to seat people and to, to really take them through a more orchestrated tasting and they could kind of kick back and, and take their time. And, and the cellar door became almost more of a wine bar, to be honest, than, than a cellar door. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that worked really well. So, so that, that's been the main focus is, is then, obviously, you've got this situation where your cellar door doesn't really suit that, so, so rejigging the cellar door to, to make that work when we, we do reopen because we, we anticipate, you know, people are going to be so keen to come um, but the other thing we've done for Napoleon Cider is actually put a, a garden bar in, in the orchard. Um, wow. So we've taken an old shipping container, uh, refurbed it. I've got a mate who's a carpenter in Hillsville. He's done some really cool stuff on the inside with some American oak um, and just really large benches outside and, and basically just in the orchard. And we're going to have like Calvados cocktails and um, all these French ciders and, and UK ciders and some American ciders as well. People can really get a a feel for the world of cider. So just, just sort of something extra in the Yarra Valley that people can get among. Yeah, that's fun. That, so therefore you can sort of expand that um, to whatever you want it to be if it's more of that open area in the in the orchard, yeah? Correct. We, we were talking on Friday about, again, picnic rugs, but then we thought, oh, we can't really have picnic rugs because obviously people, you'd only get one use out of them the da- a day, but maybe people bring out their own mm. um, and then they can really spread out. Um, yeah, it, it, it kind of opens your mind to what people actually might like to do after all of this. And it might not be sitting in a fine dining restaurant. It might be spreading out over grass, listening to music, um, you know, food trucks rather than, than high-end dining, I suppose. Yeah, oh, uh, and that's really quite appealing because you've got that, 
you know, that sort of long lunch type aspect to it. You know, when, you, when you're not, you know, strictly guided through entree, main, dessert and um, and uh, the structure of a restaurant, um, yeah, you just... Yeah, that's out. right. And the cost, you know. Yeah. You, 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 I won't name any names, but, you, you know, some of the restaurants, you, you're sort of feeling a bit... Uh, depleted by the time you walk out, and, and from our point of view, that that would potentially lead to less wine sales. So, a situation where people can kind of relax and, and feed themselves, mm. um, or or at least access, you know, just just lunch, um, and then hopefully buy a six pack to take home is far more appealing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it may be the future. I'm sort of inspired. I don't want to bag my friends at Chandon, but I've always been sort of reluctantly inspired by the sign out the front that says no no ball games and no picnics. <laughs> I almost want a sign that says all ball games and all picnics. You know, no, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring your own picnic rug even. <laughs> well, um, well, maybe you, you, can, um, you can sell them a Punt Road branded picnic rug, but then they can bring it each time they come. True. No, there's yeah. an idea. <laughs> um, so uh, now I had your, I've had your gamay a few times actually, um, and I'm interested to, to hear more about it because this is a this is a wine that you've been doing for for well, you, you grafted the vines over from uh, onto Viognier um, yes. vines. So uh, that was six years ago. So how many years have you actually been producing gamay? Yeah, so our first wine would have been 2016. So whatever you made a 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 okay. in the in barrel at the moment. Um, so yeah, that I mean that the, the stars of a line. We we, mm. we had a punt that that would be a variety that would work well here, um, being a, a bit of a warmer site in the Yarra Valley, um, and and Gamay kind of enjoying heat a little more than Pinot does in those in those hot years. I don't know if everyone remembers the, the 2019 year, but it was remarkably warm some, from sort of Christmas. Till, till May, we, we had this long stretch of dry, warm weather. Um, and some of the Pinot blocks here really struggled through that. Pinot doesn't like it much warmer than about 32 degrees, mm-hmm. um, whereas we found the Gamay just, just sailed through. Um, and then as a, as a result of the warmth, we got lovely concentration of flavour and ripeness. Um, so that, that was always the hypothesis. That, that, that didn't surprise me greatly, but I guess the response of, of customers, of, you know, people in, in restaurants and, and bars has been really pleasing. Um, it, it doesn't always happen when you try something new. Sometimes it can be really pushing shit uphill to get people to embrace it, yeah. um, something that they're not familiar with. Um, but the, the style of the wine and I guess people's vague familiarity with Beaujolais and, um, and, and then just the, the embracing of lighter, more savoury, um, finer reds, it's, it's sort of an idea that's time has come, I suppose. Yeah, and it, it's just so easy to drink. It, um, you know, it, it's it's beautiful. So, it's yeah. funny when when you say easy drinking, or a lot of people say it's it's very drinkable, and it gives me a bit of a chuckle because it, it does sort of subconsciously imply that there's wines out there that are, that are not, <laughs> and it's quite true. You know, it it really is that it, it's that idea that yes, I can see that the interest and the complexity and the the, the well made quality of these wines, but I don't feel like another glass. Um, they, they may be, frankly, really expensive wines, but you sort of find yourself going, yeah, the glass was enough, that was interesting, but, you know, maybe I'll have a beer. Um, yeah. so, so our idea, and it's not just the Gamay, our idea with all our wines is, is that that bottle disappears almost by accident, and you go, oh, hang on, where did that go? Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem for someone who, um, who makes wine, um, but for someone who buys it... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an issue. <laughs> That's just uh, at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and now you, uh, 
punt road, you, you do, you've got the three ranges, haven't you? So you've got the punt road um, brand, then Airly yep. Bank. Um, yep. Was Airly Bank more an on-premise sort of brand? Because I've seen it, it at was. Bottle Shop no, as that, well. That, that's spot on. It, Airly Bank works really well because the, the price of it in a restaurant is, is still sort of achievable uh, without, you know, giving too much away that the markups in restaurants online are obviously fairly significant. So you, you've got to be very competitive with the quality you're offering with a wine to then be affordable on a, on a restaurant wine list. And we just found it nailed that, you know, I mean, it depends the restaurant you go into, but it might be anything from 45 to 60 bucks a bottle in a restaurant. And, and people could really come at that because they knew they were getting single vineyard, Yarra Valley, a bit experimental with the winemaking, a little bit, you know, left of centre in, in style. And so it really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but saying that, Blackhearts and Sparrows um, in particular have been massive supporters of, of the early bank wines. Um, and I think it's, I mean, it's the same reasons, to be honest. It's that their customers are looking for all of that interest, but they can't spend 80 bucks, you know, on a, on a really high-end Pinot every night of the week. So then they think, oh, shit, you know, Wednesday night, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's giving me the authenticity and, and quality, or not quality necessarily, but the authenticity of... Um, the authenticity of, of all of those aspects of, you know, fine winemaking I like, but I can do it on a Wednesday night. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, that's a good thing. And then the single blocks, how long have you been doing those? You've got two of them, is that? Is yeah, that, we've, yeah, we've actually only ever made three, four wines. We started in 2015 with, with a Shiraz. And 2015, people know, is a really good vintage, but it was ridiculously good for Shiraz. We, we really can't put our fingers on what happened in 2015, but it's not just us, Giant Steps, the boards. Oak Ridge um, all went on to make these Shirazes that won trophies all over Australia and um, and Punt Road Shiraz did really well that year but we, we sort of allocated a couple of barrels and, and made something spiffy mm-hmm. um, and then we made a Chardonnay in 17 because that was a year that really Chardonnay went went really well it was it was cooler and we found lovely acidity and, and, and length in the in the Shard and then we've made a Cabernet in, in 18 and, and we'll Sorry, 17 and 18 is the, is the current release. Cabernet's probably what this vineyard does best, pound for pound. I, I sort of say to people, you know, I've had to go internationally and, and say, right, this is the, the wine I'm bringing to a you know, real competition amongst, amongst international regions. Cabernet from this part of the Yarra Valley is probably what I'd, I'd sort of back. So mm-hmm. what we tend to do, we find our best block, which isn't always the same block every year. Um, and we say, this has really done something special this year. And then we do the, the barrel selection, which, you know, um, is basically for, for block eleven Cabernet, for example, might be twelve barrels, you know, a mix of new and second and third use barrels, and we'll say, yeah, we really like that new barrel, and then we really like those couple of older barrels, and we put them together, and and, and if they're up to scratch, we we bottle it, but if they're not, they they go to Punt Road. Mm. Yeah, well, it's um, it's a good thing, good thing to um to be able to to really uh, you know know the provenance of. Of that actual fruit, you know, and uh, and then and and even even really would be quite interesting from your point of view to be looking at them each year and seeing the the differences that the season has thrown up. Totally, just just almost like a, a distillation of, of the year when you when you take such a small parcel of fruit and then a small selection within that, it really is a distillation of the very best of what whatever you've done that year. So, and the wines will by their by their nature be quite age worthy. So you've got the opportunity then to look at things side by side and then you're really, yeah, the distinction of those years should, should play out. And, and that's the thing about, you know, terroir is in terms of its distinction, it really, it seems like black magic, but um, it's, there is something inherently, 
special about certain sites in certain, or usually over many years, they, they usually are quite consistent. Um, and, and you can't quite put your finger on it, but um, if you can capture it, um, I'll see qualities, I'll see characters in the wines, but I think what people will see is qualities, you know, that maybe there's always this, this nice match with our Cabernet of intensity with freshness. Yeah. So you sort of associate Caramel and Margaret River intensity with power in Cabernet and weight, whereas out here we, we really enjoy it when we can get the, the red fruit sort of qualities like with, with a freshness and a, and, a, and a lightness that goes through it, but not, not piss weak, not green and yeah. you know, underripe. Um, so what, what would you pair it with food-wise? Like, um, you know, the, uh, what's, what has surprised you or, you know, that you've kind of gone, wow, that is just perfect with that Cabernet? <laughs> Good question. Again, think back to that lightness and, and, the, and the sort of the supple tannin. So it's, it's not a Cabernet that needs a big, you know, ridge piece of meat and, and you know, all, all of the trimmings, I suppose. Um, so I, I, yeah, lamb for me is, is, is best. You know, just just a nicely um, slow roasted lamb roast, um, but with with light salads and and sort of Middle Eastern salads around it, I find far more interesting than, than a sort of old school yeah. um, English English roast or, or those really rich French meat dishes. I think yeah, it wants lightness. I think I don't think there's a wine in the Yarra Valley that, that wants anything too heavy on the meat front or on the, the food front. Mm, that's interesting tip. That's good. Um, and so the cider, uh, as you said, you've got, got some exciting things happening with that. Um, and you don't get involved in the cider side of things, do you? Oh, I keep half an eye on it because yeah. um, it's interesting, frankly. <laughs> um, it's such a different discipline. Yeah, we do, we do have a cider maker here. Um, but I guess ultimately my job here is, is head arbiter of taste. So um, it's my job to keep my palate pretty sharp and and ultimately, everything's got to kind of pass muster with me. That that's kind of my role is, is to yeah. say this is what I think is good, and and this is what I think is bad. <laughs> that's not good enough, or it's really great, or whatever. We did it. We did a tasting on Thursday last week of of the Normandy ciders and the Brittany ciders that we want to bring in for the for the orchard bar, and and you know it was an, it was a real um, movable feast. It was it was sublime to shit house, um, and, and it's my job to say well that's that's just not up to scratch. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have a pretty, without blowing smoke up my own ass, I, I, I've got a fairly well-honed palate by now. Um, and so I can, even if it's cider and not wine, I can line up, you know, 20 ciders uh, and, and should be able to say, well, that's that's got inherent quality. You know, it's, it's balanced or it's it's interesting or it's um, long or, or, mm. or whatever. Or by the same token, no, that's that's out of whack or unpleasant. Or, or you know, there, there is an inherent um, and universal uh concept of, of quality that yeah. you can kind of apply and you can do it for beer or I'm sure people in the music industry or, or who, who make art I, I dare say the same thing applies um, that you can you can transfer it so yeah I, I think I'm useful I, I certainly don't pretend to, to, to drive it but yeah I'm sort of the, the final pass I suppose yeah well your winemaking side it's all about taste isn't it so it's just using yep. that same that same yeah, it's just skill your muscle. set yep, yep your muscles you've, you've honed yeah. for sure yeah uh, Look, that's really that's really good fun. I hope we can. Well, I hope really, you know, let's say December we can get out to to come and see the Orchard Bar and. Um, oh look, and I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think October nineteenth is going to be our day, but mm. a, a lot of what we're doing, obviously, and I think a lot of people out here will be outdoors and and you know hoping that the, the next announcement is you know let's have twenty to thirty people in outdoor settings. Um, 
I know obviously that's what they're ramping up for in the city in terms of seating people and hopefully the Melbourne weather comes comes to play. I don't know if it's going to with the La Nina pattern that we're in at the moment, but um, no, we're anticipating, we're, we're working towards, I suppose, at the moment, probably the 26th of October, that, that we think people might be able to not only get out of their 5K zone, but potentially with the right... Um, with the right setup, you know, sit down out, outdoors and be entertained. Mm. Well, currently, you know, you, you go past parks on the weekend and, and they're, they're jammed with people. You know, that's it. So yeah. it's not it's not a huge stretch. Um, no, I, I think the government's really cognizant that that, that would be a good re- pressure relief valve to to sort of in a, and Hospo's shown that it can manage this. We did mm. it, you know, for, for a couple of months there. That you know, we take really seriously the responsibility of of you know, we don't want it to be us that. You know, acts as, as a as a source of contagion or yeah. cross contamination. You know, we we want to be the ones holding up the standards. So I think you know, by now, Hospo knows its responsibility. If they're given that opportunity to open up, they'll they'll take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, so arguably, it will be safer than your picnics in the park because because the the people running those restaurants and cellar doors will will be like, yeah, we gotta we gotta nail this, otherwise it'll be taken away from us. Yeah, oh, it, it, that's a, such a good point. It's exactly there, there's a real vested interest in in yep. doing the right thing. Um, yep. absolutely, more than ever. Um, mate, we uh, so everyone should go and check out what's going on uh, at the website. So puntroadwines.com.au and maybe sign up to the newsletter so that um, they can get. The, the heads up when things are opening for you? Yeah, look, with, with the sign-ups, we genuinely try to not barrage people with too much information. <laughs> um, so when we get in touch, you know, it, it should be something that's either interesting or uh, some sort of engaging wine proposition to, to, to come to your house. Um, actually, just while I'm thinking yeah. about it, not, not to blow up our own horn, but um, something we, we experimented with in this time was, was virtual tastings, with particularly our membership. And... Yeah. Um, the first one we did was, um, and we partnered with Yarra Valley Dairy, we act, and we've got people here with not much to do, so we used them as, as delivery drivers, and, and our members paid, I can't remember, I think it was 99 bucks. So they got three vintages of the block Cabernet, so 17, 18, 19, and then they got some cheeses that suited those vintages from the dairy. They got that all delivered on, say, the Wednesday, and then Friday at 7.30 or 8, 8 o'clock, I came into the cellar door, you know, logged in, and they could watch for an hour me chatting with the, the head cheesemaker at the dairy and uh, we we could take questions, you know, as you can down the bottom of the screen um, and that went really well. So we did it again and, and what we did this time was actually take barrel samples of the 2020s. So we wanted to show people, you know, winemakers talk about new versus old oak. So we sampled a new barrel of Chard and an old barrel of Chard, whole bunch. We sampled a 100% whole bunch of Pinot and a zero zero percent whole bunch of Pinot. And then I think a Shiraz from our vineyard and then a Shiraz from a very different vineyard just to give people a really distinct idea of some of this stuff that they'd always probably yeah. heard about but never got to see in the flesh. Um, and that went off. So, yeah, kind of... And now I think we'll do a tasting like that every year because obviously, you know, one, people can't always come out or don't always come out. And two, they probably can't chat to me, obviously, when they do every time. So it actually broke down a lot of that mm. that barrier. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was really good. That's, that's awesome. So obviously we, we'll hear about that... Um, if we're if we're getting your newsletters, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, do. Yeah. I reckon we'll do it a couple of times a year for sure. Great. And then the ability to sort of get our head around the logistics of getting people cheese in particular, but wine safely to their door in, in good time because Aussie Post kind of dropped the ball um, during this time for understandable reasons. It, it's mm. probably yeah. Now we get the logistics. We we can't. There's no barriers to doing it a couple of times a year for sure. Perfect. 
Perfect. That, so, that sounds really fun. Um, mate, great to chat again, Tim. Thank yeah, you. always. No, no, yeah. Pleasure. And uh, enjoy your your the rest of your weekend, what little amount is left. But uh, I, I reckon your gamay for the afternoon would be uh, a perfect little, uh, little sip. Yeah, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Good one. All right, mate. Awesome, mate. Thank you. Talk soon. Thanks. See you, Tim. Bye-bye. So, Tim Shan from Punt Road.